office straight from Korea. It is... I ain't giving my secret recipe to nobody. Ha ha ha. The best Korean fried chicken in State College. Now at the Coop. But it's not the same thing. Steph, Draymond, and Clay were openly willing to give KD the last shot. You're gonna sit here and tell me that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are doing the same thing? A revolving door goes for $67,000 online and they were paying Nate Soldier 10 million a year. You know, I always say it's like a fist fight in a phone booth. <laughs> but what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? I fear no man, I've said this before, if you breathe oxygen, it's fair game, I will come and take you away, I don't fear nothing. For how long do we have to sit here and tell Ben Simmons that he would be the next LeBron if he gets a jump shot until he actually does it? If anybody disagrees with me or anybody else on the show, there's always an open seat here. Ladies and gentlemen, Phone booth on Com Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our odd timed podcast phone booth the only sports debate podcast on com radio i'm back with grant sheets tell the people how are you doing doing great a little sad though last show before thanksgiving you know a little, a little disappointed yeah i don't know i don't know if we're going i, I gotta ask him because apparently it is possible to come in on the board and uh have the podcast over through zoom um but you know still have the podcast we were I, I had a I had a tinkered with the idea of throwing it on SoundCloud, but that uh, unfortunately wasn't you know a possibility. So we'll see what we can do. Um, so wel- welcome everyone in. Um, if you're coming from the NBA podcast that is on the uh, SoundCloud, um, you know, welcome. Uh, our show is usually at 4.45 to 5.15. We'll be going back to that uh, for future shows. It was just two two weeks of, of complications where we weren't able to uh, conduct the show at 4.45. This week, Grant's going home. Um, so, you know, we just had to, like, move it. Um, and uh, I shameless plugged it in the podcast if you're, if you're just listening in. Um, and uh, so I'll just do the same here. If you if you want to see more content from the sports department, um, sort of like these podcasts, uh, not live, but you could go on to uh, PSU Com Radio SoundCloud, and we we cover you know everything from the NBA to NFL, college football, college basketball, soccer. We we cover a lot there, so uh, definitely check that out. But. Uh, in the podcast, Grant has a has, usually when we we derive topics for this show, it usually doesn't you know it, it comes right before the show, and we we sort of find something that we disagree with. 
Uh, this week, we found the topic a little early. We haven't talked about basketball in a while. And uh, we, we're usually an NFL show. We do cover co- college. It just hasn't happened yet um, because there's so much in, in the start of both the professional seasons. Um, so we will go to the team with now an arena, uh, a new named arena, um, and the Los Angeles Lakers who now play in the Crip Arena, as, as Westbrook thinks. Um, they fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 109 to 102. LeBron James still not playing. So I'm going to give the floor to Grant, and then we can uh, actually have something that we disagree on for the for somewhat of this show. So, uh, Grant, take it away. What is your opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers as a team? Well, first off, looking at this game against the Bucks, let's take a look at the Lakers' starting lineup. Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, the man himself, Avery Bradley, and Talon Horton Tucker. Surely that, that team can't lose two in a row, right? Yeah, lose a lose a bunch of games in a stretch of time. Well, sure, go ahead. I mean, Talon Horton Tucker has led this team in points per game over the past few games, and they're falling apart. The Lakers, in my opinion, are one of the weaker teams in the playoff picture of the West. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. This team, they don't gel. They do not gel whatsoever, and I believe that this is on the front office. You look at what happened this offseason— This team needed shooting. That was their one need going into the offseason. They needed shooters to surround with Anthony Davis and and, uh, LeBron. What do you go and do? I feel like a broken tape record at this point. I've said it so many times. You go out and you get a point guard that can't shoot the ball. Is this on Russell Westbrook, the fact that he's being thrown into a situation where he's, he's a primary ball handler and he's being put with other primary ball handlers? No, that's not his fault. But he can't shoot the ball. That doesn't help the fact. Last year, he averaged 22, 11, and 11. Good season, right? But, I mean, you know his, his playoff record. Not great. Joe, I want you, to, want you to guess. When's the last time that he's been to a conference final? Who, Russell? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I believe that it was uh, the 20, 2012 or 2013 season when he lost to LeBron in the finals. He made it in 2016. That's still, though. Okay. That's a long time. Oh, yeah, because it was a... Okay, I'm dumb. That was a 3-1. That, that is a long time. And the Lakers, you're inching up on the last leg of LeBron's career. And you want to go out and you, you want to get a ring. That's your only goal. So you go out and you get a point guard. Not only can he not shoot, but his playoff record has been abysmal. Terrible. As bad as it gets for a guy that will end up in the Hall of Fame someday. What are you doing? You had Buddy Heald right there in your arms. Could have gotten and traded for him. But you go and you get a guy that is destined to lead your team to failure in the postseason just because that team can't gel? This team's a mess. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, period. <sighs> it is great when a debate show has disagreement. Don't you, don't you think? Doesn't it make it so much better? Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Uh, so, so here's why you're wrong. Number one, I understand, everyone pretty much understands, that Russell Westbrook isn't a better fit for this team than Buddy Heald. That, that was an obvious one. 
The reason why Russell Westbrook is right now a Laker and Buddy Hield isn't is because of Taylor and Horton Tucker. You gave it, like you said, to, number one, uh, before I get into that though, the young core that you say that the, you know, the Lakers gave up for Russell Westbrook, right? The the young stars that he gave up. Number one, Montrez Harrell. Didn't He's even a mention defender this. that they didn't even use, right? It's a mention that they didn't even use, and he he never really fit in the system with, you know, when trying to have a big man that defends in Dwight Howard. It, it just never worked because of who you had. There they were predicated that that championship year by going small type of, you know, the the stretch four, and then you put in Dwight Howard off the bench when you get to a point where you have that. And then you had, you know, the, the system where you can run small, you can run big. That's why they won in the bubble. And, and you give up Kyle Kuzma, please just... I don't even know how he's a meme anymore. Uh, he, he's, he's on a team that's not good, realistically. For some reason... They're they're one of those teams right now that are shining, which I know you you can you can detest to that. That they're they're one they're oh, one of down. these teams that have a really good start, and you're like, oh my god, it's Washington! They're gonna win the ship. Calm down. The, their best player outside of Beal is Kyle Kuzma or Montrezl Harrell, and then you give KCP. They did not want to give up KCP. KCP was another one that they didn't want to give up, but if you have to get the two. You weren't going to give up uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. So the reason why Russell Westbrook is a Laker and DeMar DeRozan, who is shining, I've heard him in MVP talks early in the season for the Heat. And, uh, I mean, the Bulls. Sorry, I'm looking at the the last Wizards game. Um, For the Bulls, right? With another star that used to be on the Lakers in Lonzo Ball was again was in my opinion very very underrated when he went to the Lakers and I understand what his dad did uh, he, his dad is a genius in marketing his sons to the point where now all three of them have a contract with a, at least a line to the NBA and two of them are looking like bright young stars to the next generation of the league the reason why Russell Westbrook is a Laker and not Buddy Heald or DeMar DeRozan was because you already gave up. In the last two years, you gave up literally all of your young core, and you got a championship out of it. So you can't really say that it was a bad decision because you got a championship out of it. It was a win-win situation. But Taylor Horton Tucker is another one of those players who you can look at and say, this is the future of the league. He's 6'4", 234, averaging 23.3 and 7. That's that's a sort of young player that when you get to the point where LeBron James isn't on this team anymore and you have to ride with what they have right now, that's a vital part in their decision. And the other one is how consistent he is from three. He's shooting 40% from three. And I don't think anybody else comes close to that at all. The reason that, you know, they're, they're struggling right now is who's not there, right? When, when you think of, you know, who is there, 
You have Russell Westbrook, who's a struggling shooter. You have Carmelo Anthony, who is an overrated post-fader. You have Anthony Davis, who is one of the more overrated players in this league because he's top, five, he's top five talent, plays like he's top 50 Agreed. on some nights. And in order for them to win, he needs to play like the top five player that he usually is. We saw this in, in New Orleans. We seen we're seeing this in LA when when even when LeBron is there, we'll have those playoff days where we were saying, How are you four for thirteen in a playoff game besides one of the, if not the greatest player to ever step on the court? How? And that's why he was losing games. And it was always it, it seemed to be always in that one series, it seemed to always be the first game of that series where it's historically seen that he, uh, LeBron, as he, feels out the first game and then takes you out, which happened. But the reason why they lost those games weren't because of LeBron feeling the game out. It's because Anthony Davis played complete horrible. So how are you telling me that this team's going to go on and all of a sudden be magical in the playoffs? If you've got, So you're telling me the missing piece is LeBron James then right now, correct? Yes. And the reason why is, is, is because when you take a look at the teams that he was on, right, we're thinking, oh, my God, he's on this super team. He's on that super team. The, uh, the, first, the first stint in Cleveland, we understood that that was a horrible team for 10 years. It was a horrible team. He was carrying them. They were 10 and 16 without him all time from 2003 to 2010. 2010 to 14, when he infamously takes – his talents to South Beach, they were 9-9 nine and nine without him. So they're .500. That is the best record without LeBron on the court. And that team, bear in mind you, has two Hall of Famers, or two future Hall of Famers, in Dwayne Wade, actually a third. Wait, I don't think they had Ray Allen at that point. Well, I mean, in the middle they get Ray Allen. So Ray Allen and Chris Bosh. So that team was still set up like a solid team. It wasn't the all-star super team that it was with LeBron, but so isn't this team. Joe, and they're 9-9. Nine nine. Joe, I was in middle school when that team was around. I want you to wipe your hard drive and take a look at Le- the LeBron James of the past two years. Uh, Has he been past, able to the In the past the two court? years, if you want to take it to three, they're 18-31 and 31 without him. On Fair just en- on the Lakers. Fair enough. But what is LeBron James now? What? How has he been able – what suggests that he's going to be able to lead this team considering the fact that he can't even stay on the court anymore? He's on his last leg. What What suggests that he's going to be able to come back and all of a sudden this Lakers team is going to be able to magically gel and make the playoffs? Because I get it. It's LeBron James. This is a 36 – turning 37-year-old LeBron James. This is not the same LeBron James that we're talking about from the Heat days, from his old Cavaliers days. Are you this sitting is... here and telling me that LeBron James isn't a top five talent in the league right now at this minute? LeBron I'm, James. I'm not is convinced a top if he can stay. Right if he here. can't stay on the court, I'm not convinced. I just think I just think that he's he's at a point where he's his body isn't. I, I'm not sitting here and saying that he's not going to get injured. I understand that 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 happens. The Iron Man that he is 
for 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 the position that he plays and the sport that he plays, you can see you know Tom Brady go until fifty because all he does is sit in a pocket and throw a ball. You can see Eli Manning go for twenty years without taking a game off unless if the if the front office wants to throw in Geno uh, Smith just for the hell of it. Um, but when you play basketball, positionless basketball for the last twenty years. And LeBron James is the best driver of the basketball this game has ever seen. He's the most skilled passer of this game that he's ever seen. He has the highest IQ of anyone who has ever stepped on the court. And arguably, he's the best player to best and greatest player to ever step on the court. And he is still a top five talent at the age of 36. Joe. So your question, your question to me is whether or not that you say that you're not surprised if they don't go to the playoffs. I'm thinking of the fact that you're predicting that LeBron James is going to come back and get injured. Is that correct? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. We're looking at the history books right now, Joe. You look look at the first two games of the season. LeBron dropped 34 and 25 and the Lakers still lost to two Western Conference good teams. They were two good teams, the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. So how is this team supposed to come back with LeBron James who's old I'm not going to say washed, but he's not the same player that he was. Obviously, he's still scoring 34 and 25. But if this team is losing when he's scoring 34 and 25, what more? What can you expect? You have everything that you thought that you needed. You've got the 2015 Dream Team or whatever it is with LeBron, Carmelo, Russ, you name it, Dwight Howard. I mean, come on. What do you expect from this team if they're going to go out and drop games with LeBron? I can and actually it, tell you why they lost the games where they they lost where LeBron had 25 and 36. Tell the reason me. why they won the first one or uh, lost the first one, right? When when you when you go to the Warriors, they lost by 13. It, it was 111 to 99, right? Yes. Reason why if you look at the box score, Carmelo Anthony 4 for 12. Anthony Davis is the only other player that had anywhere near anything. And uh, Russell Westbrook did have a triple-double, but he went 3 for 9. Okay? I understand Russell Westbrook's going to go for three for nine on a given night. That's the that, that's a little bit of an issue. That's what you but get with Carmelo. Russ. Carmelo Anthony shooting twelve shots in one of his first games as a Laker. <laughs> what Please. more can you expect? That's Carmelo ball. And then the Suns. Again, when we go back to the conversation, Anthony Davis has these games where he shines and he looks like a top five talent, and then he goes six for eighteen against the Suns. And then again, Russell Westbrook six for fifteen. Then how am I supposed to believe that this team is going to magically put it together in the playoffs and go and get LeBron his final ring? And yes, I'm going to say it, his final. He's on his last leg. He's done in the near future. How is this team supposed to magically come out, pull something out of their hats, and go and put it all together? Because this team has not proven that when they all play together that they can gel. And I'm not convinced that they can because you've got a bunch of primary ball handlers, guys that are used to having the ball in their hands and doing it themselves. When you Other, wait, on, wait, 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 wait. Other than Russell Westbrook, who needs the ball in their hands? Well, Carmelo, the way that he's played before, I know he's developed into a little bit more of a catch and Carmelo, shoot. Carmelo, yeah, Carmelo is one catch of the better shoot catch and shoot yes, role yes, players. Yes, he is. But when you've got him going 4-12, taking a t- you got him shooting 12 shots in one of his first games. Well, here's the thing. When, when LeBron James comes back, he moves back to the bench. So he's not going to be yeah. the starter. He's going to sit there and get like maybe 20, 22 minutes a game. He's not going to get the, the 25, 26 that he's getting now. Of course. But then you've got LeBron, Russ. It, there's just so many guys that need the ball in their LeBron hands. LeBron doesn't need the ball. 
then then what is this point? How is LeBron going to save this team? Uh, no, what I'm saying is he's. I'm not saying he's go- he's not going to. But what I'm saying is he's not the only primary ball handler that needs the ball in order to score is Russell Westbrook. And to be honest with you, the only reason why I say that is because we haven't seen him in a situation where he has to work off ball since KD was in OKC. So you're telling me LeBron James, LeBron James does not need the ball in his hands? No, not at all. Not not is whatsoever. It gonna, but is it going to get in his hands? It is going to he's get in LeBron his hands, James. but he doesn't need it. You know at the end of games, he's going to do LeBron things, and he's going to want the ball in his hands. Because I'm not going to—no, no, I'm not arguing that he's not going to have the ball in his hands. I'm saying he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but it's going to happen. He's going to get the ball in his hands, yeah. and then I you're, thought you were saying that he needs it in order to score. No, 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 no. No no chance. But okay, he's going to get the ball back in his hands, and then you have to rely on Russell Westbrook as possibly a second or third option shooting the ball— no, LeBron James handling the ball at the top of the key and then dishing it off to Russell Westbrook somewhere. That, that doesn't, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. He can't shoot the ball. He's averaging 19, what is he averaging? 19, 8, and 8. I think the stat sheet is a little bit of a, uh, with Russell Westbrook, you can't really look at the stat sheet to say what his impact is because he's going to be one of those players that is going to average 20, 20 somewhat 20 points a game, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. But he's going to be horrible. He's going to shoot 40%, not really horrible, but like 40% from the field, abysmal from three. So, and just, I, I think there was a stat that said if he doesn't have a turnover at all in the entire season, that he still averages the most turnovers per game, which that's the problem with him. And he's trying to gel in a team that he never, he never really played with. He hasn't had a number one option outside of him on the team since if you want to throw in Carmelo Anthony or Paul George, cool. Paul George is one of the more overrated players in the league, and so was Carmelo Anthony at that point. And we saw that when he he left. And the only time that he had a number one option behind him was KD. And KD left because they blew a 3-1 lead, which was partly his fault. He was on the court for it. And he decides to leave a dynasty to join the best dynasty to ever be created. So we want to look well, at— Well, not created, but, you know, best team ever assembled. So what I'm hearing is we want to take a look at Russ outside of the stat sheet? Yes. Well, I mean, you can, you can do it both, but what I'm saying is if you want to say that he averages 19 points a game, yes, he's going to average 19 points a game, but it's not going to be efficient. The only way to look at Russ and say that he's a good player— is taking a look at the stats and what he does in the regular season. Look at his impact in the playoffs. He doesn't have a ring on his finger. That's the only thing that the Lakers are looking at. Russell Westbrook will not lead your team through the playoffs. He, this is a guy that hasn't made a finals, a, a conference finals appearance since 2016. How do you expect him to go and be the magic glue to go to the Lakers? You had all the young talent in the world, and you go out and you give it away, because you're looking for a guy that's going to sell tickets, not win you a ring. I don't know if they're necessarily selling tickets. I just think that when, when you get to a point where if you have trades where you don't want to give up one of your shooters because you know outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis you need a shooter. So you're not going to have Carmelo Anthony be your primary shooter on the, field, uh, on the court. You have Rondo back, which is a, another point guard that is horrible at three. And you have Dwight Howard, who, I mean, apparently can, can shoot threes, as we saw when they were blowing out one game, and he just popped it for some reason uh, and actually made it. 
Um, but no, he he can't shoot. So when when you when I have the option of trading for Demar Derozan, Buddy Heald, and Russell Westbrook, and the only stipulation is that two of them out of the three I need to give up my best young player, and the other one I don't like. There's a certain level of okay, well we we value Taylor Horton Tucker over uh, what. DeMar DeRozan gives us over Russell Westbrook or the troubles that Russell Westbrook comes in with, we can deal with that more than we can deal without Taylor Horn Tucker. Same thing with Buddy Heald. Sure you can, but you were not forced to go out and get Russell Westbrook. This team, I think they would have been better off leaving it alone with the guys they have. Go trade Kyle Kuzma for something because he wasn't working out with the Lakers. You should have left him on the Wizards. You should have let somebody else go and trade for him. Because what suggested that bringing in all these guys, all these older NBA players who were used to their own style of play. Well, this is, this is how LeBron functions. LeBron functions as a guy that yeah. wants to get rings for his rings friends. And, play- yeah, and exa- Russell Westbrook is his friend. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're not helping out your friend this year because your, your friend can't win a ring. I, I just think that when we, when we look at it, it's just... I don't think you have trust in, in, in LeBron James staying healthy anymore. And I think I that don't. that's the he reason why. He hasn't why. shown me. If LeBron James – yeah, but he hasn't shown – in the last two years he's gotten injured. And he's, he had the nagging injury with the ankle, and then he had the ankle sprain that realistically was a freak play that shouldn't have happened because it was a loose ball. And then the other one was an uh, uh, abdominal strain, which realistically I think on the play that he said he got hurt, he thought that he injured his ankle again, because um, he stepped on somebody's shoe and rolled it. I'm I'm, um, I saw, I, I'm listening to a guy that should be in a forty and over men's league team right now. I mean, this just sounds like little tweak injuries that a, a dad would suffer. LeBron, his son is going to be in the league soon. We're talking. How how do you expect him to come in off of two years of injuries at the age of thirty seven years old, and all of a sudden he's going to be healthy? And the LeBron that we knew, he's got gray hairs. I just I just don't I understand the the concern but there's also nothing that tells me that LeBron James isn't going to come back and figure this out. And there's nothing there's nothing that really tells me that I don't think I think I have more trust in him not getting hurt than you do. I just think that in the situations where he got hurt, if you put it under the context of somebody being injury prone, when you when you go to the whole thing with Saquon Barkley and how he how he hurt his foot, right? He comes back in, he gets another ACL tear. Then he comes back in from the ACL tear, and then he freakishly steps on some guy's ankle, and then has a high ankle sprain, and he's out. Indefinitely, well, he's just got apparently he's coming back. He's just got bad luck. I understand. LeBron's old, but you're you're telling me that 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 accident with the with the loose ball last year was a a, a freak accident and him just or him just not getting healthy. It was a free accident? Freak accident? Stuff okay, like that so happens. that's number one. Stuff like that. The does other happen. one was was the nagging uh, groin injury where he had in 2018. Are you yeah. are you telling me that that he was just old in 2018? But He's he older. Old. His his body isn't healing the same that it was when he was twenty five. Well, it was the same. It was the same thing when I mean nobody's body is going to heal at the same when it was. Well, 25. exactly my point. How are we supposed to rely on LeBron James to stay healthy when stuff like this just happens? It happens. It's basketball, but you're more prone to it happening when you're older because your body's more fragile. It's it's basic stuff. I just think he's he's putting it in the context of freakish accidents. I don't think that it's a situation in which we have to worry about the presses of of him 
coming back. I just think that I think that when you're predicated on it, you're looking how bad the team isn't without him. And and let's be honest, this team is a top heavy team. So when one Completely. of the one of the stars is out, this team is not going to do good. Which is why I think that this team is destined for failure. What so you, was twenty? So was twenty twenty. If you want to go, if you want to talk about top heavy teams, the Warriors were top heavy. And what happened when they what happened when they lost? KD? Well, they had guys they horrible. That could, they had guys. Well, yes, back. Yeah, okay, of course. Again, but you've got guys on teams that can fill roles. This is not a team that I see gelling. They don't have like they've got a weird chemistry. They've got a weird balance. I don't I don't like the team. And you're telling me that you get all these guys and you expect them to magically gel? I don't I don't see it. I don't see where how. And when, if we because- if we look at just the starting lineup, right? If we look at if you want to ask how this is going to gel, LeBron James is shooting more in his career right now than he has ever. I think, and I said this to. on one of the, shooters. I said that in one of the podcasts that he's trying to he's trying to figure out how to work this. And we thought when Russell Westbrook came to this team, the immediate thought was they don't fit, but. If anyone can do it, it's LeBron. That that was the that that was the consensus, and it was it's going to take a while, but at some point during this season, it's going to get to a point where it's going to gel. And again, I'm I'm not saying that they're that they're going to win the chip. I'm under the same boat as, you know, I'm on record saying, and I still do agree with this that neither the Nets nor the Lakers are making the finals this year. But when you when you get to a point where you're saying that they're not going to make the playoffs at all or they're just going to be a one-round bounce like they were last year, I mean, you can bring it to last year, sure, but LeBron James's only loss in the first round of the NBA playoffs was last year. And the reason why was because AD was out for the entire, entire basically the entire series. And... He was out for the season, and so was AD. So they come back and try to gel it without playing for how long, and it's the same. It's the same thing because the team was top heavy from 2019's traits. So when you when you put Russell Westbrook at the point guard, if you can teach him to not just kick it and drive like he usually is, and just throwing it behind him, um, which again, when you look at Russell Westbrook. All-star talent, MVP level talent, horrible like you. Because the reason why he's so inefficient isn't because he just can't. It's because he's stupid when he tries to do it. At three is a different story. But his twos, his his fades, his his layups over three guys, he just has so much confidence in himself to the point where he literally just doesn't care. And that's not going to fly in the playoffs. I understand, but I don't think that he's going to be that level when it comes back because I think that they're going to to figure out how to, you know, not even fix because we've we've seen every time that we've seen him, Russell Westbrook has been the main guy. Russell Westbrook has been the guy that they're like, all right, figure it out. And Russell Westbrook doesn't have that right now. So I don't think when LeBron James comes back, and, and the reason why I still think is because that that's who it is. You're not looking to AD to, to make decisions right now. You're not looking for AD in late games because he can't, because he's he's – you know, it's then in the game, the only one that showed up last night uh, or uh, when they played the Bucks, was Anthony Davis. So you're going to have those nights, but then you're also going to have those nights when everyone but Anthony Davis shows up and they lose again because Anthony Davis went 4 for 13. But tell me, though, the Lakers' front office got Russell Westbrook to play playoff basketball. Their one goal is to get a ring. 
how Russell Westbrook can't play playoff basketball. We've we've seen this. He's had superstars on his team for as long as I can imagine. And you're telling him that you, you tell go- me tell me what other playoff performer outside of KD that he's played with. Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, uh, Harden, who? Harden, Harden, uh, Harden, last Harden year? left before OKC. You had Beal last year. You had, and he was terrible in the playoffs Beal, last that, year. That he team dropped was over horrible. twenty like that twice. That team was horrible. It wasn't very good. That but he looked horrible. awful. He looked terrible. This was not the same regular. And season you're going to tell me that Russell Westbrook wasn't the reason why they made the playoffs in the first place? Oh, sure they did. That's congrats. That's the one thing that I'm saying about Russell Westbrook. If you're okay with getting a six, seven seed at this point and losing in the first or second round, then congrats, Lakers. You won. You won the trade. You got everything that you could have asked for. Russell Westbrook dropped over 20 in last year's playoff. I think two out of the five games, I'm pretty sure I'll have to check up on that. He was abysmal. This is a guy, no, sorry, one. Here, listen to this. Game one, 16. Game two, 10 points. Game three, 26. Game four, 19. Okay, game five, 24. That's, mm-hmm. for a guy that's going in averaging a tw- uh, triple-double and pretty much carrying that team on his back in the games that Beal was not playing, then he comes to the playoffs and he just shows that he cannot perform to that same standard. Uh, we have reached, we've reached the half hour mark. I'm gonna give just I can go on. We could go on for hours, and I wish the show was an hour or at least an hour and a half. It will be next year. Mark my words. But let me just give my last thought, and then because or or I mean that that was yours. Um, I think that when you when you look at Russell Westbrook's career, 2011 through 2013 when they went on their playoff runs with KD for the first nine years he was the only guy outside of him that was a star at that point was James Harden off the bench nobody knew that he was going to turn into James Harden because he used the rules to get better because he was shooting 15 free throws a game again one of the more overrated players because when you look at him being one of the more dynamic scorers of the league and then you look at him just shooting 15 15 free throws then you're playing him differently because you can't really defend him hard because you're scared of getting fouled because he knows the rules the rules are changed so I want to see how he plays in the beginning of the season he's slumped okay um we'll see more on that later um KD again KD's KD, Russell Westbrook. They also have Serge Ibaka. No one really knew what he was beforehand. Really, nobody knew who anybody was except for Russell Westbrook and KD when the entirety of their OKC bout. Harden leaves because they didn't want to give him the money. This One of the more stupid because OKC is very good at the draft and they're horrible at retaining them. We've seen this for the history of their, of their franchise from the point where Russell Westbrook was drafted. Outside of James Harden, before James Harden was James Harden, KD before everything, and Russell Westbrook himself, the the main thing is they made it to the finals, and the only reason why they lost is because they ran into the Heatles. That's the reason why. And they were so young to the point where we're like, this is going to be a dynasty. 2016 rolls around, and they they have a 3-1 lead against a team that won 73 games in the in the uh, regular season. And we look at that finals being one of the best finals ever because a 3-1 lead was blown by a team who has the best record in the M- in the history of the regular season of the NBA ever. But it didn't come with a ring because LeBron James took that team and led that team back. Kevin Love was more the uh, uh, and another thing, he was the most overrated player on 
any championship team because he averaged eight points in that finals and was never the same when, once he stepped on the court for the Cavs, and he's the only player that played worse when playing with LeBron James apart from playing without him. The reason why I bring all this up is because since KD went to the Warriors, his main co-stars have been Steven Adams. Is Steven Adams going to be a second, a second option on a, on a championship team? No. Again, then you had the Paul George... Carmelo Anthony bout. We already know that Carmelo Anthony was overrated to the point he still should have had a job, but it was not a starting job and a top three. He wasn't a big three caliber player. And then Paul George, please uh, side a backboard, please get off of me. He is, again, he's one of the more overrated players this league has, has seen in recent years. So then you, you, you leave that and you send him to Houston where he plays with James Harden and they get rid of their center for some reason. They, they go up against LeBron, again, with a bigger lineup. There's no shot that you're winning a, a bout against Dwight Howard, no matter how old he is, and j- when, when he has Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the court when your tallest player is 6'9", and he's a small forward, and your center is 6'5", P- uh, P.J. Tucker. Again, then he goes to Washington. Outside of Bradley Beal, your best player was Bertans. You don't have a big man on that team. It was, a sm- it was, again, another small team. And that team was abysmal the year before when John Wall wasn't playing. So I understand that you have a playoff-caliber si- co-star, but you can't go in the- deep in the playoffs. And the only reason why they were in the playoffs was because Russell Westbrook was on the roster with Bradley Beal. But from a future Hall of Famer, you need a guy that can drop 30 on a given night and win you games. That's, all I- that's-, that's my standard. If you're going to go down as one of the greatest ever— you got to have a ring on that finger. And 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 I think that and this is the first time that we're seeing since KD was on was on OKC with Russell Westbrook that he's not been number 1 not been the main guy. Well, technically James Harden was the main guy in Houston, but they they derived that that roster around Russell Westbrook, so he technically got the guy. Um and he also, you know, brought light to James Harden not wanting to work. Um like work as in go to practice and films on time. Um, but this is the first time since he was in OKC that he was not the best player on the court when he's there, and he's not the main decision holder. And he's, he's, he has to learn how to play off ball on this team, and he hasn't got the chance to because how many I, – I think they played six games with LeBron James on the court. Because they're 8-8, eight and eight, they've only played 16 games. So six out of those 18, LeBron James hasn't been on the court. He's coming back sometime, I think, maybe tonight. Or I, I think they play tomorrow. Either way, when LeBron James comes back, the highest IQ that this league has ever seen, a, apart from a co-star that, uh, again, we saw it against the Bucks. He, sw- he has Taylor Horton Tucker switching defensively. Onto Giannis because AD doesn't want to defend centers. That's the reason why he's not the five. He is like five built. He should be the five. For some reason, he decides to go to the four because he doesn't want to defend against centers. That might, in my opinion, when you go to a team that you literally derived on get it, putting egos to the side and winning a championship and you still have an ego, you're the reason why they're not winning. I understand the whole thing with Russell Westbrook, but you knew what Russell Westbrook was going to be before you drafted him. Before you traded for him, you knew what he was going to be. AD is a is a positionless player that can play four and five and 
he should be the five. That's how it works. This how we said this in 2020. That team worked better with him at the five against smaller teams or bigger teams because you play small. Then you play big against bigger teams. Unless if you're playing the Rockets, who are small as hell. So if you big if you go big on them, it's a whitewash. Um, that's my opinion. If he doesn't want to work, he put him in the same category as Ben Simmons because that's how that's how I view him because we've seen the offseason work that he's put in. I I just think that when you come when you have LeBron James coming back, I have more trust for him not getting hurt than you do. And I feel like when you're putting into the position where he's getting hurt, that's the reason why you're saying that they're not going to make it is because he's going to get hurt. If he's on the court and they can figure it out, which, again, it's going to take time, I have trust in them figuring this out. You have Russell Westbrook playing off ball. You know, he, he I, I, I like him better cutting, getting past the ball, then driving, and then kicking it out, rather than him just trying to dribble and then drop it off to a big man that's not cutting because the only one that was able to do that with him was Steven Adams. I think that this team – is going to take a long time. I don't think that they're a championship team. I think it's still a possibility, but I don't think that they make the the finals. I think that they lose either in the second round or in the conference final, leaning towards the conference final, and I think that the Warriors are the ones that take them out. I don't think that they're a first-round exit, and I definitely do not think that they do not make the playoffs. That's where I sit. You can can argue that for about a minute. I don't know if we're going to get lynched, but... Whatever, we're already over. It, so if you want to, if you want to respond, I'll give you a line to respond, and then we'll end the show. You, you can't go and predict en- injuries in any sport. That's that's a given. I'm not saying that LeBron's going to go get injured, but he hasn't shown me that he can stay on this court and stay healthy. And when you've got a team, it, how is Russell Westbrook in a season span supposed to learn a role that he hasn't been accustomed to since since OKC? How is he supposed to do this in a year? And then that team is supposed to gel against contenders in the West. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't. And you're talking about AD's ego. This is a this is not a contending team. If you've got egos on a contending team and guys that aren't willing to do this and that, on top of the LA nursing home, this team's not a contender. That's where I agree. If you have egos, it's not going to work. And I think that's where you, where you drive into Russell Westbrook right now. He looks like he still has. And, and ego and I was on the boat saying that you know if you average 10 assists a game I understand that it's still on the stat sheet and you're going for you know you're going for the triple doubles but I in my opinion I think assists are the telltale sign that you're not selfish because you're helping other players out and the players that have played with him has said that he's not selfish um, I think when when you're still getting that and when you're you know forcing yourself to be the primary ball handler that maybe I haven't seen him be selfish yet I just think that he's playing like Russ and he needs to like find the role because he's the one that needs to find the role LeBron James needs to figure out how it works AD needs to play like an actual top five player like he can Russell Westbrook is the one that needs to change his game and that's what was going to take time to figure out how he's going to play but if you have egos at all this isn't going to work I mean at this point though if the Lakers failed this season this is completely 100% on the front office for putting this team in a situation where there's so many moving factors, moving pieces, you're almost relying on LeBron to be the head coach at this point. I mean, and he has been in other points of his career, basically. So, but he is the GM. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. Just, just a yes or no question. Would you have rather had this team trade Taylor Horton Tucker for Buddy Hield? No, I think that's counteracting everything. But you could have done so many other moves that involved you not getting Russ 
and keeping Taylor Horton Tucker on that team and really keeping that core of guys. Because I mean, you look at their recent games; they haven't been sco- they haven't been able to outscore their opponents. They've been they've scored under I think around 105 in like f- four of their past five games or four of their mm-hmm. past six. And you get a guy like Montrose Harrell that can come off the bench and provide scoring from the center position. But then you're relying on Dwight, Dwight Howard's more – he's a defensive guy. Like, I just don't understand. There's not a lot of fits on this team, I don't believe. I thought you were better off with the core guys that you had, the young group of guys, and then just building around that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we, we are well over the time limit. I thank you guys for listening. Um, tune in. I, I, I do not know whether next week we are going to have a show. If we do – I apologize for the short notice, but we will be back in two weeks on Friday at 4.45 at our usual time. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will look uh, – again, it's only 16 games into you know, the NBA season, so we will see and we will keep covering this. Hopefully we can get you know college back in. The uh, reason why we didn't talk about the Thursday game is, come on, it was the, it was the Pats who both of us think they're a top-10 team, which they are a top-10 team. Um, and I, I think they're tenth. Put in put it put in perspective. They're not fifth. They're tenth. You'd argue higher. Okay. Um, but I have them at either nine or ten right now um, against the Falcons. So th- that's really all the conversation we needed. Um, thank you for listening to Phone Booth again. We'll be back at four forty-five. Check out our other live shows. Um, I, I believe that we still have the newscast here at five, where you know you could get your news outlet for you know, pretty much worldwide, um, and other sports shows. Check out the SoundCloud again where you can find other uh, content from the sports department. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, and uh, have a good day. Hey, Dad, I'm really running low on some funds in my account, and I really think I need to get a job. We're in luck. Penn State Dining is already hiring students for all positions for the fall 2021 semester. Apply now and save yourself time later. Penn State Dining has great pay and flexible hours, so make sure to get your application in today. Go to foodservices.psu.edu today to take advantage of this amazing opportunity. That's foodservices.psu.edu. Calling all graduates. Congratulations. After all your hard work, your diploma deserves a nice home. Come into Lions Pride across from Old Main to pick up all your alumni needs. We have everything from diploma frames, alumni merchandise, and your college-specific apparel. As spring unfolds, we have new arrivals coming in for the remainder of April. So remember, you can shop online at lions-pride.com, where most orders over $50 ship for free. We are... Can the Tampa Bay Lightning win three straight Stanley Cups? Can the Philadelphia Flyers bounce back after last season? Or how will the Seattle Kraken do in its inaugural campaign? These are questions that can only be answered on the Sinbin with Jacob Cheris and Jordan Hessian. Tuesdays from 7.30 to 8.30 right here on Com Radio.